Uh, humility is the chief virtue of the Christian life. So, so you want somebody who stands for the truth, but they also are sober-minded about who they are and who they're not. Um, and, and they lead, even though they're bold, right, at times, they, they tend to lead first with love. Mm-hmm. And, and that's who you want to follow. Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast, where we talk about what it looks like to follow Jesus in our everyday lives and how, in the end, all that matters is God and people. Here's today's episode. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Robert, sitting here with Chad. We're talking about wisdom. We kicked off this brand new series a couple weeks ago. And, and Chad, in the, the beginning of the series, you talked about the different types of people that, that we find in Proverbs, kind of catch us up on, on who Proverbs talks about. Yeah, wisdom. I was going to, um, just to be really honest, I was thinking about maybe growing a beard for the series, but every time I think about that, it's a, <laughs> it's a dismal failure. Hang on. So I'm going to, for those of you who maybe didn't notice, there was like a week that Chad Attempted to grow the beard. I uh, mean, you, that was you like were, a year ago. No, 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 no. This is recently. So you, no, you just saw me when we were fishing. And okay. I didn't shave. Well, it looked amazing, Chad. And so let me just no, say, <laughs> on, on behalf of of all people for all time, I, I think you should go for it. And don't worry about what other people say or think. Okay. You know how Robert, when he teaches, he likes to use illustrations. You know that people remember. So he's wanting me to grow the ugliest beard in the history <laughs> of the world, so that he can talk about it for the next several years and use it as an illustration. All right. Well, I'm I'm sorry you lack confidence in this when, area, Chad. When I'm... God created me, He thought to Himself, "What can I do to help this dude look like a 12 year old boy <laughs> for as long as <laughs> into his 80s?" Yeah. yeah. So Drew, the guy doing sound for this podcast. He's grown a pretty awesome beard. Mm-hmm. He has. And yeah. uh, and you asked him, too, like, hey, you know, how does your wife feel about that? Because. Yeah. And he goes, put it this way. She told me not to shave. <laughs> and I was like, so when you get home, like, is she just staring at your beard? And you're like, hey, baby, my eyes are up here. <laughs> I wish I could grow a beard. I can't. Beard symbol for wisdom. That's why I threw that in. It really has nothing to do with the three kinds of people in Proverbs. It doesn't have anything to do with your question. So sorry about that. Well, no, it's okay. I filed that in the back of my mind that Chad's probably going to forget the original question. So I was going to ask it again, but you're still hanging on to it. So three types of people. Arguably, there might even be a fourth type well, of person is, in the book Well, there is a fourth, and I, I didn't hit that. So you get a bonus if you mm-hmm. listen to the podcast. So the three types of people are the simple, uh, the wise, and the fool. Mm-hmm. Simple people aren't thinking about their life. They're just living their life. Simple people, um, they're the people that you're like, what What were you doing? Like, what were you thinking? And they're like, I don't know. It's because they're not thinking. They're, mm-hmm. they're simple. Uh, the wise person um, is seeking wisdom. Uh, they are learning the right things to do, and then they actually mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. So wisdom, uh, I said it in the sermon, it's not just what you know, it's what you show. Wisdom is information plus application. Yeah. It's, it's both. And then you have the fool that is missing the application. So Mm -hmm. the fool knows some of the right things to do, but Proverbs says that they despise wisdom. They don't practice it. Mm -hmm. And so foolishness, according to Proverbs, is the gap between knowing the right thing to do and actually doing it. And everybody goes, well, which one am I? Well, the truth is you're all three. Yeah. And so am I, because I'm simple about some things. I'm foolish about some things. And hopefully, Lord willing, I'm practicing some wisdom. The fourth person, Mm -hmm. since you threw that in there. Yep. Perhaps I'll, I'll bring the fourth person up at some point in the series. The fourth person um, in Proverbs, Solomon just calls them the wicked. Mm-hmm. And these are people that for whatever reason, they are just hell bent on doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Uh, they kind of want to just watch the world burn. Yep. So that was a Texas statement. You're welcome. Yeah. Let's but, talk, 
talking to my kids about this and because and, they were asking questions. This was uh, back in September. They were asking about 9-11 and they were asking me, hey, you know, what, what was actually going on? Because they learned about it in school and, you know, why would anybody do that? And so I I taught them the, the different people in Proverbs. And, yeah. and to your point, you know, the, the wise person, they, they know the right thing to do and they do it. Foolish person, uh, they know the right thing to do and they don't do it. Simple person doesn't know anything. Uh, and then the evil person, they know the wrong thing to do and they choose to do it is how I explained it to my kids. And and again, to your point, some people just want to do evil in the world. And yeah. so, yeah, that person does exist. And there's nothing more evil than religious evil. Mm. Um, and, and there is religious evil in, in, in every faith, actually, yeah. in, including ours. There, there are people that justify their evil in the name of God. Uh, you can throw that in the realm of racism or... Uh, abuse of any kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are people that that uh, that abuse um, good things. Yeah, uh, but they turn it into evil in the practice. That's the worst kind. So in Proverbs, yeah, you have you do have the fourth person. Well, that, that's evil. So I want to go down kind of this rabbit trail a little bit because I, I do find this intriguing. So what what do you see as subtle evils in in religion today? Let's talk about America. Let's talk about within the church. So the worst kind of evil you said is the is the religious evil. Um, what are some of the subtle evils that maybe we're not even aware that that we commit, that we practice, that we you know, mm-hmm. as as people who would say, no, I'm I'm doing this for God or I'm doing this for you know the sake of the gospel or the church or Jesus or whatever, but are actually uh, practices that you would go, no, that doesn't align with the heart of God. Well, I'll just call them out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll just go that far. So Westboro Baptist Church, mm-hmm. who um, goes around and they picket funerals. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the people, I'm going to, I'm going to say this, it's going to be crass. It's going to be offensive, but here it comes. They have, um, you know, signs that say God hates mm-hmm. fags. You know, mm-hmm. they, they they say those kinds of, of things. Uh, and again, I know that was crass. I'm just repeating what was on their, their sign. Um, that's religious evil mm-hmm. because they are supposedly representing Christianity. And yet they're doing the exact opposite of what it would mean to follow Jesus. And so I have no problem even on this podcast going, that's evil. Yeah. Uh, feel free to pick at me again. Uh, that actually makes me feel good about what we're doing yeah. as a church. Um, I, I saw an example as a young pastor of, of a guy who was really abusive towards his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and he would pull out the, you know, well, you're supposed to submit to me and everything. Uh, what he left out in Ephesians chapter five is the verse Give that says we're, su- away. Yeah. we're to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And then actually uh, Paul describes how that plays out. So yeah. the man is to be Jesus and the woman is to be the church in those examples. And yeah. so love your wives the way Christ loved the church and gave himself for her, that it's and, a self-sacrificial, I, I will die to myself for you. Yeah. And he was actually abusing her for his own benefit. Yeah. So that's a religious evil. Um, and re- Evil in the name of God is actually blasphemous. Mm-hmm. If you've ever heard that term, blasphemy, that's when you uh, do evil in the, in the name of God. That's really how blasphemy plays out. Um, so, yeah, religious evil is the worst. And, and when I read the, the New Testament and I read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus is incredibly kind, incredibly loving. He's humorous. He's gracious. He's patient. But then he has a little bit of a bite to him at times. And it's specifically towards the religious evil. Mm -hmm. It's specifically towards those who claim to represent God, yet keep people from God. Uh, He has like zero tolerance for that person where he calls them a brood of vipers. And he, I mean, he says, yeah, he's, 
there's no subtlety to those moments. You're like, oh, Jesus does not agree with these people. And he's making it very clear what they are doing is evil. Well, the whole deal about flipping over the tables, mm-hmm. have the money changers and all that in the temple. Mm-hmm. That's people abusing religion to make money. Yeah. Uh, because you have so so picture this scenario. So so let's say my family and I we're we're, a, we're more of a peasant family, uh, but we want to come and worship God there mm-hmm. in the temple courts, and so I need to buy an animal for for sacrifice, mm-hmm. and they're way overcharging me. I have no other options, and so here I am trying to honor God. And and they're getting as much money out of me as they can so so that I can do that. And, and it just really makes Jesus angry. Oh, yeah. And the fuel behind all that, they use guilt and they use shame. Yeah. And, and they use it in abundance all yeah. the time. And, and they, you know, there's a self-righteousness there and there's a, yeah, there's a, there's a shame towards people. And yeah, Jesus is like, enough of this. Yeah. So let me just, um, and, and nobody's perfect. So I, I may even ding myself here as I say this. Mm-hmm. But if, if you're looking to a spiritual leader, um, you, you want to find somebody that you can look at and go, I'm going to follow them as they follow Jesus. So it, it, it really looks like they're, they're really wanting to follow Jesus in their life, even though they're not perfect. Uh, humility is the chief virtue of the Christian life. So, so you want somebody who stands for the truth, but they also are sober-minded about who they are and who they're not, um, and, and they lead even though they're bold, right, at times, they, they tend to lead first with love. Mm-hmm. And, and that's who you want to follow. Um, God favors uh, the humble and mm-hmm. opposes the proud. That's 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5, second part of the verse. Humility is the chief virtue of the Christian life because God gives grace to the humble. And so if you're looking for somebody mature, is there a humility about them? Mm -hmm. Even in their talents and gifting and confidence, is there a sober mindedness about who they are and who they're not? Mm -hmm. That's, that's what you want to look for. To not, not to camp out here too long, but I I do want to go back to, so talking about religious evil, how, how do I, how do we, anybody who's listening, how how do we identify if we've crossed over that line of pharisaical, you know, like the Pharisees? Because there is, there is a side to following Jesus. There should be some kind of religious devotion to that, right? Yeah. Uh, Without the religiosity of, you know, this is some kind of a legalistic, I'm better than you or hierarchy or whatever. How, how do we personally evaluate, okay, am I being pharisaical in some area? If you've ever used the Bible as a weapon, mm-hmm. you've crossed over. Mm-hmm. If you're using the Bible more as a pair of binoculars to look at everybody else's life instead of a mirror to examine your own life, there's mm-hmm. a good chance you've crossed over. Um, again, humility, mm-hmm. right? So if I sit with someone who I know is definitely in sin, if they're not a believer, it's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. because I don't hold them to the standard that I would hold another believer to. They're not a believer. They're not part of the family. And so, um, you know, I, they belong with me just in the sense of, of, of friendship. There, there's no judgment call there. Mm-hmm. If I have a friend, hear the word friend, who is following Jesus and yet is in known sin, then I address it, but there's a humility about that. Mm-hmm. I'm not there to berate them or beat them up or make myself feel better. Uh, I'm there to give and to serve. And I'm using the Bible not as a weapon, but as a tool to help and encourage and empower them into uh, a place of God's blessing. You always want to stay on God's path uh, because to get off the path is to go somewhere that's going to hurt you. Yeah. So I, I would say, how do you know if you're using the Bible as a weapon? 
Yeah. Then you've, you've crossed over. All right. So to bring us back onto the path, you mentioned the path. Uh, so the Bible in, in Proverbs, Solomon, who writes the majority of the book of Proverbs is giving wisdom and, and he uses that language a lot of a path. And, and you mentioned uh, just now that that God wants good for us. And I think a lot of people, myself included, sometimes forget that when God says, hey, do this, don't do that. Yeah. It's not because he's just creating a bunch of rules. It's because he knows how life works yeah. and because he loves us. And so he's giving us guardrails. He's giving us guidance saying this path leads to life. This path leads to destruction. Choose the path that leads to life. And it's not going to be the natural path because our hearts are bent towards the path to destruction. Uh, and so then enters in this thing called wisdom that helps guide us down the path. Now, some wisdom, uh, it's really easy to find, right? Because right in scripture. And, it, and it's really clear. Uh, other wisdom, you got to go and you got to seek it out and you got to chase it down. So what, what are some words of advice you would give for somebody who's going, hey, I need to seek wisdom in something that's not clear, not obvious, but I want to be on the right path, but I'm not sure what path is the right path. Sure. How does somebody go find wisdom? Yeah, that's good. Uh, well, one, one of the things I'll, I'll answer in several ways. That's a great question. I know you know the answer, but we'll talk about it. Uh, so thanks for pitching that, uh, that softball. We'll see if we can't smack it. Um, I, I, I would read the book of Proverbs. Mm-hmm. Um, the book of Proverbs was actually written to young adults. Uh-huh. And so, uh, there are a lot of, of people who may look at their family of origin and go, yeah, I'm not sure I want to go that route. You know, um, some are blessed with uh, family of origin that you're like, I'm going to go get wisdom from mom and dad because mm-hmm. they've always given me wisdom, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the kind of parents we want to be. But we live in a broken world. I, I would read the book of Proverbs, no matter what your family of origin is, no matter what your background is, because it's just full of wisdom. Solomon, I talked about it in the sermon, uh, wisest man that ever lived. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's interesting about Solomon, let's we'll throw this in there, Yeah, is the second half of his life, he didn't yeah. practice wisdom. Correct. That's the irony. All the information and stuff that he learned, he bailed on. Yep. And man, did it cost him. So, and and his own words, I'm going to quote Solomon, and then he ended up doing the thing he told his kids not to do. Yeah. Uh, wisdom is something that you need to hold on to, that you can actually choose to forsake wisdom, meaning you had it at one point, you walked in it at one point, it protected you at one point, it guided you at one point, and then you decided one day, I'm just going to let it go and walk away. Yeah. All of us are capable of doing that in every area of life in any moment. And when we do that, wisdom no longer protects. Yeah. And, and so Solomon, later on in his life, he lets go of wisdom. He had it. He was walking in it. And then he chased after all these other things that he told his kids, don't do this. Uh, but then here's the redemptive side of that story. Later in life, he writes Ecclesiastes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says, in case there's any question out there. Chasing after all of these things, all the sex, money, power, chasing after all of that, just so you know, it's vanity. Yeah. It is a complete waste of your time. And he achieved all of those things in great numbers and said, yeah, that's not going to satisfy the soul. Sure. Well, and we see that all the time in modern times. Yeah. Um, How many stories have we heard of people that have everything we want? So let's just name the three, right? Money, Mm -hmm. sex, and power. And they're miserable. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and we read about them in the tabloids or see it on the news or or whatever. Mm-hmm. Solomon was one of the first to go, yeah, that that doesn't do it. Yeah. And I but but okay. But the good news, right? You can get back on the path. That's right. So you walked away, you can walk back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the word repent means to do a one eighty. Just just get back on the path. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would say if you're listening right now and in your mind and it's 
also really easy to be wise in your own eyes, but not necessarily wise in, in the eyes of God. But you might think, okay, yeah, I'm walking the path. I'm, I'm doing all of that. Uh, don't become arrogant in that and know that you are capable of making a terrible mistake at any moment oh, yeah. and, and be wise to that and put up guardrails and boundaries to keep you on that path. Have people in your life that can speak truth into your life. Know what those boundaries are and, and go, okay, for example, like for me personally, uh, we, we have guardrails in our, our marriage for my wife and I where I, I don't have one-on-one -on -one conversations with a female. Uh, I don't ride in a car with a female. I don't have a lunch with a female, just one-on-one, -on -one, anything like that. And it's not because that's a huge temptation for me. It's because what lies beyond that would be a temptation. So I want to keep guardrails up to stay on that path. Uh, and the flip side is if you've fallen off of the path, you're going down a road and you know it's destructive and it's hurting you and it's hurting relationships – uh, turn back onto the path, get wisdom again, go back, embrace it. It will protect you. Yeah. I've also seen you just to hit the other side of the coin. I know that you empower females mm -hmm. uh, on, on our staff. I know that you have females that are friends. You just do that in appropriate locations yep. and appropriate places. Yep. Uh, so it's not a anti whatever. It's just, it's just wisdom. And I've mastered the art of the Jesus side hug. When I, <laughs> the when Jesus I, side hug. When you hug good. a staff person, yeah, it's always from the side and it's, it's kind of awkward looking. But hey, uh, it's, it's again, it's, it's healthy guardrails. How do you get wisdom? You can read Proverbs. Mm -hmm. There's 31 chapters. Uh, what I do, and I've been doing it every day for a long, long time. And, and there's once a day when I, I just am in the stillness in a little room with the door shut mm -hmm. and I'm sitting down. I'll let you figure out where that might be. I, <laughs> I, I read Proverbs. <laughs> Which is, again, sounds so bad, but... It's better it, than social media. It's it's just life. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just read the chapter of Proverbs that matches that day of the month. So if I miss one, that's fine. Uh, today is the 27th, and so I haven't done it yet, but I'll read the 27th chapter of Proverbs at some point today. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's, that's, just, uh, that's just what you do. I did read a verse from Proverbs this morning. I'll tell you what it was. Uh, the wicked flee, though no one pursues but the righteous are as bold as lions. What does that verse mean? It means when you're like shaky and nervous all the time, there's probably something in your life you're hiding, but there's something about doing the right thing that gives you confidence. Mm. And so that was a proverb that I read this morning in my in my Bible reading. I, I and read it, it just sounds cool. I mean, you get that tattooed or, I mean, that could go up on a... Yeah, I don't even know what verse that is. Yeah. Perhaps it is in chapter 27. I, I do a thing where it's an Old Testament reading, mm -hmm. Uh, a proverb, a psalm, and, and New Testament reading. So that's that's what I'm doing. So that was the proverb from this morning. It's funny that I remember that, huh? Mm -hmm. So uh, so read Proverbs. I, I, I would do that, practice it. And, and my Bible, I have a Bible at home that um, all the Proverbs on money, I put a dollar sign by it. Mm -hmm. And so when my wife and I are making an investment decision or something, and I'm a little nervous, sometimes I'll just go through and read all the Proverbs with the money signs by it. Uh, I have exclamation points next to Proverbs. Mm -hmm. Um, one of them is in the realm of what you just talked about. Um, be careful who I'm hanging out with. Um, there are, uh, certain relationships. If you feel a little odd there, you're like, something's in the air. You want, Proverbs says, be careful about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, if, if you're married, you know, um, so, so Proverbs, another thing that I do is I, I try to ask people who are ahead of me. Um, so I have, I've talked about it before on the podcast. I have several mentors, and so I'll shoot them a quick text if I have a question or uh, I'm an extrovert in the way that I think. I tend to think out loud. And so sometimes I'll uh, have a conversation with them and they'll mm -hmm. kind of let me process and, mm -hmm. then, and then help me think uh, through things. Uh, I read good books by people who I think are smart and, and I admire. Uh, that's a place to, to, get, to get wisdom. 
Um, people don't think about this one. I try to learn from other people's mistakes. Yeah. Uh, because I want to learn the easy way, not the hard way. You <laughs> yeah, know, if somebody yeah. says, well, I guess I just got to learn the hard way. I'm like, that's because you're foolish, right? And I've had to learn the hard way. I don't want to do that again. The hard way hurts. Yeah. Uh, so those are places to get wisdom. So so you've got uh, the Bible, specifically uh, what we're talking about today, the, the book of Proverbs. You've got people that are ahead of you and following uh, Jesus. Uh, you, you've, got, you've got good books that, that you can read. You, you've got, um, you know, eyes and ears to watch and look around. Mm-hmm. And if, if somebody's living a life that you, you don't want to emulate, yep. uh, what did they do? Don't repeat that. Yep. You know. Well, and so I've, some, I've, some of those thoughts I've gone so far, so you can observe it, right? You can see it. Absolutely. Um, well, you in, want to be thinking people. about your life, yeah. And, and and then I've also gone so far as to when there's relationship and trust to go, hey, what went wrong? Yeah, unpack that for me. And and the the amount of wisdom on the other side of that humility when somebody had a big fall crash, whatever in life and whatever area blew up, um, if if there's relationship there and they they have the humility to, to share with it, there's so much insight yeah. that that person has on the other side of going, now I see, now, now I get why God says, don't do that. Yeah. Now I get why God says, this is the better path. Uh, there's, there's great clarity that comes through that humility. Well, I also, um, in my friendships, my, my closest friends, um, there are different things that those people excel at mm-hmm. and there are things that, that they don't necessarily excel at. And hopefully we, we kind of cover each other. But if somebody, frankly, uh, is really good with their finances, I just ask them questions. Yeah. Uh, or they've done a really good job parenting. They have adult kids. I just ask them questions. Uh, one of my mentors is 20 years ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he's, he's 68. I'll say, hey, man, if you could get in a time machine and go back 20 years, mm-hmm. what would you tell yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, because that's where I am. And? Oh, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I didn't right? know if you had any free insights for us on the podcast. All kinds of stuff. And and again, you want to learn from people that are that are humble. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll give you a parenting one. Yeah. From my mentor. You want that? I do. All right. And, and this is wisdom. Yep. So, um, so I, I have a, a young adult in, in my house whom I love dearly and I'm super proud of. And, you know, young, young adults for the most part around 18 or 19 are simple minded. Yeah. And there's a whole lot of free will in there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and they're not thinking about their life. And so I, I had a day when I was really nervous about a decision that my son, whom I love and am proud of made. And, um, so I call my, my mentor person who's 20 years ahead of me and I get it all out, you know, frustration. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like, dude, I totally have been right where you're at. Like, you know, and he says his wife's name and he said, we, we had lots of those days. And he goes, I'm going I'm to just keep it real with you right now. I'm like, okay. He goes, you're probably not going to know till they're 30. Hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> great. That's 12 years, mm-hmm. like 30. And he goes, look, look, look. He goes, Chad, just do the best you can. Mm-hmm. He goes, let me just paint this picture for you. Long, long ago, you had the perfect parent who provided the perfect garden in a perfect place in a perfect world and loved those two kids perfectly. Their names were Adam and Eve, mm-hmm. and they still rebelled against that parent. Yeah. And he goes, welcome to the human race. That's right. right? He's like, you know, and, 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 then, and then he's like quoting me. And a lot of times we know the right thing to do. We just have to be reminded. Yeah. I, I felt like a lot of my preaching, uh, I mean, we try to give new information or whatever, but it's really reminding people what they know and That's inspiring right. them to go through with it. But um, he said, you know, just love your kids as they are, not as they should be, because that's how your heavenly father loves you and be patient and kind and truthful. Right. And if there's consequences, then, then you know, carry through with those consequences and discipline. 
But he's like, don't be so hard on yourself. Perfect environment, perfect parent, you know, perfect love. And they're still like, no, we're not going to do what you say. So, uh, yeah. So that, on good. that on that day, that that was that was helpful. But wisdom is something that we have to choose. It doesn't happen naturally. To your point earlier, uh, and it really is about staying on God's God's path, yeah. knowing the right thing to do and, and doing it. That's good. Well, we'll pause there. We're going to continue the conversation next week. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Any closing remarks, thoughts, Chad? You gave me that eyebrows up. I, well, I was trying to read your face here. I feel I, like you have something to say. Yeah, thank you. I, I really want to encourage you to be part of this series called mm-hmm. In Everything You Do. Um, the idea is we want to trust God in everything we do because that really is for our good. God's not trying to bum you out. He's trying to bless your life. Mm-hmm. And so we want to walk in wisdom. What does he want us to do? And then we just want to choose to do it because that's how you live a blessed life. And he wants that for you. And so do we. So check out the series and everything you do. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you rated the podcast and left us a review. Also, sharing this with a friend is a great way to help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you are always welcome to join us online for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc or go to locations.sv.cc to join us in person at one of our physical locations. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.